All right. Check I'm one, recording. two. I'm recording. Recording. Hello, everyone. Hi, guys. Welcome. Welcome to Winging It, the West Wing podcast. My name's Andrea. And I'm Sally. And we're here to talk about the episode Debate Camp. Hooray! <laughs> Let's all go to Debate Camp. Yes, I love it. Sally, did you ever go to Debate Camp when you were growing up? Um, no. <laughs> it's okay if you did. I went to camp. There was no debating camp. involved. No, there was no debating involved, other than just, like, my strong personality, you know, that just, like, <laughs> caused debates. Sure. Naturally. Yeah. yeah, just the natural debates. Were there ever, like, people singing, I don't know, supposedly famous camp songs in Latin at your camp? <laughs> uh, no, I can't say that that ever happened. A big table full of nerds. Okay. <laughs> well, I'm excited to talk about this episode. Shall we do a little bit of singing to yes. get us into it? Okay. Yes. yes. All right, start us off. Oh, modulate. Gosh. Oh, you know what we need? I'm ready to go. We need to get flute. <laughs> that would be really nice if I had like a recorder. I'll work on and it. You had like a flute. That would be. I have a guitar, but I don't know that that would um that that would really translate it as well as powerfully as well, the flute would. Because re- oh, I could definitely get someone to play it on the guitar for us. Plus, Kevin Porter did. I we yeah. still get we still get tweets and asks from people to get Kevin Porter on here, but we've had him on here. <laughs> I know. I don't think everybody so knows that. Right. You um, should go back and listen to we it. Did, it's great. Guys. <laughs> We did shibboleth together. Yes. Uh, now he won't take our calls. Um, okay, so here we go. Let's talk about... <laughs> too famous for us. Let's talk about <laughs> debate camp. Oh, what I was going to say is we should get either Cat, Bird, York to play the West Wing theme for us because she's a recording artist now and she's in this episode, yeah. so it all works together. Or yeah. we could get Johnny Gallagher to do it. One of the two. Oh, yes. I second the second one, obviously. <laughs> because, you know. Okay. I'll, I'll work on that. Um, Should we TikTok? Oh, yeah. Let's do that. Let's TikTok. There's a lot going on, as always. I really have to stop <laughs> saying that. There's genuinely always a lot going on. So we'll just let you at, know when there's not a lot going on. Yeah, it's, uh, that's it's what I'll usually preface a night next time. episode. Okay. Yeah. Um. So there's there we're at debate camp, which I think is amazing, and we'll get to it in a second. But we're at debate camp in North Carolina, and we're obviously preparing for the debate. And while that is going on, we are flashing back to the beginning of the presidency in the first few days in the West Wing, oh, which is it. kind of fun. We're seeing mm-hmm. uh, so some problems are arising with the nomination that they're dealing with and appointing somebody and Roker, which we'll we'll uh, we'll get to. And also, Toby and Andy are like a thing. There's yes. some stuff happening, babies, mm-hmm. etc. And <laughs> Donna and Josh have some fun in the flashbacks, which is also amazing. We'll get there. And, of course, big conflict is there's there's some trouble of brewing in what President Barlow refers to as West Asia. And so some things are happening with Kumar that we that we already saw coming, but they're kind of coming to a head now. So, right. Well, what were your, what were your like, first impressions? I It's hard because normally I, like, feel really strongly about 
episodes, or I feel one way or another, but this one, I there were things that I loved and things that I really didn't love, so I'm kind of just like split down the middle about it. And because it's not like I didn't like the episode, it's not like it was just blah. There were parts that I thought were amazing, but there were other parts that I just was kind of, that kind of fell flat for me. So it's a little in- intermittent for you. Yeah, I guess so. It was just odd that it was so split. Normally, like I just feel eh, about the whole episode, but on this one, it was like it was like half and half. Okay. They were just yeah, there were just things that didn't yeah. work and things that did. So well, we had a couple guest stars. Yes, we did. Well, first of all, like we said, uh, Congresswoman Andrea Wyatt. So we yeah. got to love when Bird York is on there. Yes. And Joey Lucas is back. Hello. Joey Lucas. And Amy Gardner. It's like all mm. all the all the West Wing ladies just showed up yeah. for debate camp. That's bringing in the big gun. And Mrs. Landingham. Yes. Yes, is it, game is back for just a minute. Is it just me, or has she got more screen time posthumously than she did before she died? Um, I think it's just you. <laughs> I I have almost. I would like for somebody if I, if we had like an intern, I would I would task them with with finding out how much screen time she had before and after because I feel like it's been significant. No, it's not even. Close. I don't feel like she was. She wasn't in no. that much she's, since, before she since died. She's died. She's only been in. She was in the season finale, and but even that doesn't really. Ca- I mean, it counts. But like, she had just died. Um, and then this is the first time she's appeared again since then. No, no, she's been in another one too. What was she in? She's. She's. I don't know. I'll have to look it up. She was definitely <laughs> in season three somewhere. I don't know. I can IMDb that real quick. Okay. Um. But but anyway, uh, she's always welcome. She yeah, have to make totally. She's definitely always welcome. Yeah. Okay. She. It was. Wonderful. All right. So even just for like a second, it was great. <laughs> so what did you? Okay. You you must love the to the team Toby. We'll just call it Team Toby because that's what they call it. But I'm assuming that's one thing you loved in this episode. Yes. Yes. Yes, I did. I, I Well, I love the idea of Team Toby. I love the interactions that Toby has with Sam and Josh and Charlie all together. I have, we'll just go ahead and talk about the whole storyline. So, so we see in our flashbacks that Toby and Andy have had trouble getting pregnant and they're trying different things. And then in our present day time, we find out that Andy is pregnant again. And so we're sort of dealing with the fallout of all that. And, and I didn't... I didn't dislike it. I love, I love how it plays out with the other characters. Like I said, I love, I love Charlie coming to him. I love all the talk of Team Toby. I love, you know, oh, Team Toby's meeting at midnight if you don't have anything to do. I love all that. I didn't love how the pregnancy announcement came out. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And I also just didn't love, Toby goes into some detail about, you know, filling the cup and like all this stuff. And it, it just, it was just like. Okay, well, and, and I appreciate that they, like, tackled infertility and they're dealing with that kind of topic, but it, that just felt a little weird. I was just like, we could have done this in a different way. I don't know, but maybe that's just me being lame. Maybe other people loved it. But the pregnancy announcement, I didn't really love. I'm going to be honest. Uh, did you so. not like it because Josh said, why don't you do your manly duty and get that nice girl pregnant? Is that why you yes. dislike it? Yes. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't like that line at all. At all. And 
who would, why would he just randomly say that? Why would he just randomly suggest to get her pregnant? Like, we're not even, it's so, it, it just. It was kind of crass. It felt, it was crass and it just felt cheap. Not in the sense that it was, not in the same sense of it being crass, but cheap in the sense of. It did not feel like an organic thing to say. It felt like it was put in there specifically to set Toby up. Just to set it to up. Say, yeah. yeah, literally. I mean, genuinely. So it kind of felt like, ooh, I don't even want to. It feels blasphemous to say that it felt like cheap writing because <laughs> I just like, adore Aaron Sorkin so much. But it, I didn't. But here's yeah, how Sally would do it, it better. <laughs> I feel like I'm about to get struck by lightning or something. Be very careful when you go outside. <laughs> I just, um, it just could have been done better. Although, I did love how Toby counted on his hands after he told Oh my me. gosh, I loved that. One, Richard two, Schiff, again, two. just beautiful, adorable, and yeah. just clever. Yeah. Heavens to Betsy, if we only get to interview him, it'd be wonderful. <laughs> okay, so the part about the fertility clinic, yeah, I didn't like that. It was interesting in the sense that, like, it humanized, I mean, not that Toby needs humanizing, but it was a really... It was a vulnerable moment for Toby, and I sort of liked it in that sense, but it just, I don't know. I don't know. It was, it just felt a little, like, out of, not out I, of character. I don't know. It felt just a little off. Well, it's out of character because it was so personal, and right. it's not normally that personal. But also, uh, I really liked the part where he said, it's not a good yeah. out loud word. <laughs> That's something I'm going to start saying. I'm just kind of interested. I just yeah. don't know that, like, I see. And this is the hard part because I love. We know now that she's pregnant, and I love everything that the fatherhood storyline brings out in Toby. I just love it. I adore it. But it is odd to me that they're having. Cause, because part of the storyline is sort of that Andy is frustrated with Toby because he doesn't seem excited to, to, to go about these things. You know, he suggests in one of their conversations, he suggests, are we going to talk about a stop date? Sort of implying like, oh, you know, like this isn't that, not this isn't that important to me, but he's not as excited about it as Andy is. He's not as enthralled with the idea. And that feels in character to me. And I love what we end up getting out of the fatherhood storyline, but they just got in the white house. They've been, so they've been campaigning for like two years at what point, knowing Toby and knowing his character and knowing who she married, at what point would Andy think that, like, this was a good time to do this or that, like, this is what Toby wants right now? It just doesn't, like, jive with me in that part of it. I, I'm i a little confused. I'm a little confused on their overall storyline. Maybe you understand it better okay. than I do, which is not surprising. <laughs> but, so they were, they were, we see in the flashback that they were married when... President right. Bartlett took office, yes. correct? So, when did the series start? In I think the in second the second year, year. of yeah. Bartlett's presidency. Okay, so, and at what? So, did he? Did they get divorced? When did they get divorced? I assume what in that first year. I feel like we get that story later. But now I can't remember. I swear, as soon as I start recording, so much of my knowledge just zooms right out of my head. Because somebody's going to tweet at us and be like, duh, this story's finished in the next episode. Duh. There's like an episode named The Divorce, and you don't know. There's not an episode named that. We know. But, and, and like, go ahead and tweet that at us, guys. It doesn't, it doesn't bother me. Tell us. I, I don't, I can't remember, but I feel like we get the end of that storyline. I can only hope that there's like a website that somebody made, like 17 people. 
and about like Toby and and Andy and their timeline because I really need I need to see like an infographic. I thought that you were gonna say about everything we get wrong in this podcast. <laughs> Nobody has time to build that many websites. I don't care yeah, if this true. is sponsored by Squarespace yeah. or not, um, which it's not yet. But you can call us Squarespace if you want. But yeah, and then I'm wondering when sh- when did she get pregnant too? Because how does that work? Were they already divorced or no? Do you want me to? Do you want to talk about this right now? No, no. I mean, I would ask Toby because that would be funny for to hear him explain it. No, but does that not flummox you a little bit? Like when they would have had time for that? No, but like she was getting, she was getting treatments. You know, doing all these things. So did she get pregnant after they were divorced or before? Had to have been after, right? Yeah, because it's she's pregnant now, and we're like. Three years into the off, yeah, yes. See, that's what that's why I was saying I'm confused as to when they got divorced. I mean, obviously it was before, it took place before the series started. Right. I just it's an interesting thing that she would go forward with it, even though they're divorced. Well, you know what I I'm think, saying? and if I remember correctly, there's a debate between whether she used like the fertility clinic or whether something actually happened. Yeah, I mean that's fair. Pam wrote in about this. Yeah, she said, I only mention it because there's some debate among fans as to whether Toby and Andy conceived naturally or in vitro, the fresh versus frozen debate, as it's been called. So, and she goes into (laughs) some more details, which I'll, you know, we'll talk about another time. But, um, so I guess (laughs) there's just debate about it, but it definitely was not from when they were married. The timeline does not work. In any way for that. I lo- And I love it. I love the way that Toby rolls it out. Where he's like, oh, I need you to give us this quote on that. I need you to... S- oh, and by the way, I need you to sign the marriage license again. And then all this... Like, he just kind of throws it in there casually. Yeah. That he wants her to remarry him. And I, I just felt like it's been a while since we've even seen her. And that they've had any sort of relationshipy sort of discussion. Right. So that, it kind of struck me, because this is not an episode that I often rewatch, so it felt almost new to me Yeah, when I saw it. I just, I have mixed feelings about it. I like the proposal. It's not even a proposal. It's just a business transaction. It was just (laughs) odd. It felt very in character, but I didn't love it. Um, It just, I don't know. There are just things about it that just, I just don't like, you get the vibe. Like he, and, and obviously we get this vibe later. There's a lot of things that go on. Like he's trying to do the right thing. And I think it's what he wants, sort of, in marrying her and getting back together. But I also think part of him thinks it's just the right thing to do. And it's just, I don't know. It's just not fun to watch. It's not super fun to watch that part of it. But anyway, I thought it's, it still felt super surprising to me when he said, I love kids and I want kids. And I'm like, Really? Yeah, it doesn't. It she, doesn't fit, Have you met right? it you? It doesn't jive. I could see it coming from Sam, totally. I could see it mm-hmm. pretty much coming from Josh. Um, I just don't, I just don't. Oh, and I love, you know, let me say for the 50th time that I love what we do end up getting out of it. But yeah, you don't, you don't like meet Toby as a character and think, oh, he wants to be a dad. Oh my gosh. Can you imagine a uh, if there was, like, some sort of reboot and Josh <laughs> finding out that whoever he ends up with is pregnant. It'd be wonderful. I would pay good money to see that. Yeah. Um, let's, okay. Yeah, let's talk about well, something we can a lot of time on this Toby thing. And I didn't. It was, <laughs> I mean, it's not often we get to hear Toby yeah, talk about it. It was just not my favorite part of the episode, so. So, what were what were your favorite parts of the episode, if that wasn't your favorite? Oh, well, Josh and Donna, for sure. <laughs> 
Josh and Donna, I feel like this doesn't get mentioned as much for like the comedic parts of the show, but this was gold. Oh my gosh. It was just pure gold. So funny. It so Donna gets sort of punked. Ooh, I don't even like that word. Why did I just use that? She gets pranked by her like <laughs> the guy who's holding her position right now. Or in the flashback. And she talks about the missile. She talks to a magazine about the missile that's under the Teddy Roosevelt putting green or whatever. And it is just amazing. Josh's reaction to it is great. And then, so Josh makes fun of her. And then Donna turns it around and sets Josh up and gets him back. And it is beautiful. Every part of it. Oh, I I love anytime there's a prank on Josh. Yeah. I do, too. Because it usually involves somebody lying to his face rather than, like, you know, gluing his hand to the phone. Well, and I love that Donna gets to do it. Cause, because yeah, Donna sort she, of is down. She's feeling dumb. She says, I'm too stupid to live, which is, you know, a little dramatic. <laughs> um, because also, like, she, she was just excited. And Josh sort of says that. He says, you know, like, you see the lights and blah, 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 blah. Uh, but it's exciting. Yeah, she was just excited. She wasn't thinking to like be on guard, you know. So, yeah, you wouldn't typically think that somebody at the White House is gonna lie to you, like as you're coming in for an orientation, or at least I wouldn't think right. so. I wouldn't have like my guard up if I'm wide-eyed walking into the White House. Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't either. <laughs> um, so I thought that was great. Uh, um, I'm trying to think if there's anything yeah. else that I loved about it, but just I, I loved the whole thing. I mean, I loved – I could just read you every line of dialogue because I, I loved it all. So I love that Josh's arrogant rant about, like, how he's really not faced by it starts with an example of him playing the lead in Lil Abner in eighth grade. Like, if I were going to think of a way to brag about how cool and well-adjusted I am, I'm not going to start with me playing the lead in Lil Abner in eighth grade. Because it's funny because she calls him that later, uh, which is is great. (laughs) Speaking of Josh, if if we want to move on from Josh to Josh and Amy... Since Amy's there, did he really have to call Amy on the family issue? <laughs> I literally wrote it in all caps. Why is the why is Amy the only person in politics they can call about this answer? <laughs> it is like I know that women are a part of families, but yeah, and like she's like really she's the woman's expert. But why can't there's nobody else that's like a family expert? I don't know. I don't buy it. Yeah, I don't. I just don't buy it. If you're, especially because, like, I associate that with a more conservative value. Like, you're trying to figure out how the more conservative people are right. going to respond to this family situation. And so Amy is, like, the last person you would call. It just, oh, that frustrates me. Like, I, I don't even mind her being in the episode so much as, like, using that as a vehicle. Like, I, it's not true. We know that you wouldn't call her. Like, just call her because you miss her. That's fine. Whatever. But he didn't because CJ asked him to do no, it, I know. and he that's was like, I'm... "You're asking me to do the thing that I didn't want, that I don't want." Right. To that's do. what I'm saying is that like the device of doing it though bothers me more than him actually doing it. Like I would have rathered him called because he just missed her, mm-hmm. and that's how she came back into the right. Episode, so it would make sense instead of making right. something up that is just not true. Maybe they just wanted Mary Louise Parker around. That's fine. That's all I think about that. I just didn't care about. Her answer, oh, her riding the bike and talking to herself, and no, no. Was it supposed to be charming? I don't understand. It just annoyed me. It just, 
But honestly, it felt so perfect, because I just remember from the last episode, I said she was cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs, and that's exactly what I felt. As soon as she was on that stupid bike talking to herself, I was like, this lady is crazy. Amy Gardner problems, man. So, anyway, I feel like I've just been really whiny on this episode, so we can talk about other things. (laughs) I love, love, love CJ practicing her brief, her press brief in the flashback. She's, like, in 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 the press room, like you know, talking, going over their names. I thought that was wonderful because I just love, Mm -hmm. you can see how important it is to her and how, like, we haven't really seen her have that moment of like, oh, wow, this is what I'm doing. And that was sort of it. And that was fun to watch. Little, a little fun glimpse Mm -hmm. of that. Yeah, I love it when all of them are just adjusting to life in the White House, you know, and Bartlett's saying, like, can everybody stop being weird? And he's like, oh, I didn't know that was a door. That was a closet. <laughs> that was great. You know, like, oh, there's four doors. It's a huge room. I don't know. It's a huge room. <laughs> it's a huge room. <laughs> weird doors. Oh, it's so great. Yeah, it's it's really, a, that's enchanting. I loved, I loved the flashback part of this episode. I did, too. I liked it I lot. guess. I liked seeing Miss Landingham. We brushed on that, but I really liked that a lot. Oh, and I liked... She was, sorry, she was talking about the National Gallery and getting to pick out your paintings and whatever, or whatever you want from the National Gallery and the Smithsonian, I think. And we've always talked about reasons that I could not be president, but, you know, it might all be worth it just for that. It it might all be worth (laughs) it just so you could have the art. That's a pretty cool perk. That would be amazing. There would be so many perks. Yeah. But. Give me all the Van Gogh you got, man. <laughs> so, so I like that. Cool. That was cool. But I didn't quite, the only part of the flashback I didn't quite like, and I wanted to get your opinion on, was just this moment between Josh and Sam, where Sam's like, hey, maybe we should, like, walk and talk in the hallway. Like, maybe we won't have time to meet otherwise. You know what I mean? Yeah. It was it was acknowledging the first walk and talk, <laughs> and I just felt like it was really campy to point it out. I agree with that. You yeah. know? Um, yeah, I'll agree with that. And I will Maybe other segue like into, speaking of camp, I love everything about this debate camp, and I want to go to it. I want to be in North Carolina to go to with there. all of those people hanging out, eating dinner, playing basketball. Like, sign me up. Where can I sign up? Oh, Wow. That does it's the closest wonderful. we get to, know. you know, I've talked about how I want an episode where they go on a field trip. And this is sort of it, though I could have done without the flashbacks and I could have done with just more of them hanging out and talking about Team Toby oh, and debating. I love it. I love that Charlie wanted to be, uh, you know, Charlie's like, I don't think I've been as good of a friend to yes, you as I could have been. been. You know, like I loved, loved Charlie in this one. Really great. I love Charlie's little sweater. <laughs> Props to Charlie's sweater. Um, I loved the entire cold opening. The whole cold opening made up like a third of my notes, sure. really. When they're really? debating in the beginning. And I mean, obviously he has the line, because bite me, that's why. That's pretty amazing. Yeah. <laughs> I like when he... I think I might have mentioned this before, but if I haven't, it's worth mentioning. Bartlett has this this way that he says okay to certain things. When he's talking to Joey, he asks Joey how she is, and he says, Kippy. And Josh corrects him and says, uh, it's Kenny. And he says, okay. And he has this way, I can't, I can't imitate it, but he has this way of delivering okay that he does throughout the series where it's sort of like, whatever. It, like, it, he's saying okay, but it sounds like, yeah, whatever. Or like, Okay, you're right. Like, he delivers so much in this one word, and I just love it. I love it. 
We'll just drop it okay, in. Perfect. Like we said we were going to drop in. Hey, how you doing, Dalai Lama? <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah, I love the cold open as well. Yeah. The, the It's comedic. The timing is great. Yeah, you know, it's... and he's like, what's wrong with bite me? And Josh said, or somebody was like, I'm afraid we'll lose. <laughs> yeah, and not Kobe New said, Jersey. Well, not New Jersey, <laughs> <laughs> which was perfect if you've ever been to New Jersey. So great. And when Sam, when Sam starts answering the question and Bartlett's like, were you doing me just then? And he's like asking yeah. about Bartlett impressions. Yeah, the whole thing was really great. And then, of course, Leo comes in and ruins everything with his, you know, actual real-life news stuff. <laughs> right. But it's funny because Leo walks up and hands President Bartlett a piece of paper with information on it that clearly is, like, just for him. Yeah. And then immediately President Bartlett just reads and tells him the whole thing. So nothing like your work being made completely obsolete in that Well, moment. I think the point was just that President Bartlett knew first and then... And then he just made the decision to inform everyone. But, like, it would have been weird for Leo to come in and announce to everyone, like, hey, here's what happened. Because you want President Bartlett to have a chance to react to it. Also, it's just more dramatic. They may not have been privy to it. Like, they may not have had the clearance to know whatever they were finding out. Maybe so. So. Uh, I did like, though, that he says, he turns to Sam and he's like, you want to take this one? And Sam's like, oh, no, you you take this one and I'll get the next (laughs) one. You take it. Yeah. We're definitely getting a lot more Sam in this season. I think so, yeah. It feels like it. (laughs) We should talk about Kumar. And (laughs) there's... Because here's the thing about this, and the reason it probably took us until the end. What's odd is that they have storylines like this, and it's not that I don't care about the storyline, but to me... The stakes are so low. Like, even though the stakes to us as yeah. an audience are low. Because even though, obviously, right. they're high stakes to the president and, like, in this war and whatever, it's interesting to me that much smaller-scaled problems, i.e., you know, Josh messing up or Josh and Amy's drummer or, like, I can't think of anything other than relationships. And I know that they're... Donna things. not having clearance. Yeah, Donna not having clearance yeah. or just, like... Sam and his California thing, or just any number, any of the little problems, not that they're all little problems, but any problem that our staffers and our main characters run into on their own, even though they're on a much smaller scale, the stakes are higher because it's a more personal problem to us. Like, we care more about the outcome of it. And true. so that's why, because I feel so flippant saying, like, oh, I just don't care about the storyline. It's not that I don't care. It's just that... It's not really going to affect our our characters in a in a super tangible way, other than like it might be like, oh, we failed at this, we have to figure out how to react in the press, or like, oh, uh, you know, right. like, oh, we're at war now, we have to figure out how to react. Or as in the last episode, you know, Leo's friend was hurt or not hurt, assumably killed, killed, and we yeah. care about that. Or like even when the plane went down, we cared about Bartlett's struggle with it, but we cared about those things because two of our main characters were struggling with it. And this one is just exactly. like business as usual. It's not, it's harder to get invested when there's not some sort of right. personal attachment. Yeah, you're so right. The stakes are only as high as they pertain to like a series, yeah. or not even a series regular, just somebody that we care about as a character. Right. Well, and it's so. the same thing, and Pam wrote this in, in one of her emails, is, you know, the debate, it's hard to even get the debate stakes or the election stakes high, because <laughs> just from a logical standpoint, we know that 
Richie isn't going to win the election because then the West Wing would be over. <laughs> so, like, it's hard for yeah. us to be invested in, like, the outcome of this because we know the outcome of it. I don't know. It's just interesting. Just, that's my little piece on yeah. that because I really don't even, I took notes about the Kamara storyline, but I don't, none of it even sticks out that much to me. So. Right. Yeah. I think the the only things I said about that storyline were uh, that when there's, like, Toward the beginning of the episode, there was a, a, a decent amount of, like, military strategizing and things like that. And I felt like the camera angles were really important in, like, keeping our interest yeah, in that. that scene. And and the random jokes, too. Because otherwise, it's very dry. Yeah. You know, yeah, just like you great said, the stakes, like, we don't really, we don't, we don't really care. Yeah. Great jokes when President Barlett says, honey, can we not have this argument in front of the Joint Chiefs? <laughs> that was brilliant. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Things like that. And the other thing that it, it reminded me of is, I think it's in, I don't know if it's this season or next, probably next season, where Leo and, and President Bartlett have a, the falling out at Camp David. So I think it's in the next. I mean, I, I, it might even I think be, it's in the next season, too. Might even be season six. we're in four. Yeah, maybe so. Um, Somebody else would know exactly. offhand. Yeah, yeah. But it just reminded me of the tent. There's a little bit of tension yes. there. Yeah, there is. When they first... Bart- when they first walk into that room, the very first scene when they leave the debate and go into the room with the Joint Chiefs, and they're sitting down and they're sort of panning back and forth from Bartlett to Leo, there's tension. I, I did think to myself for a second, I was like, is this when that thing happens? Yeah. I don't want to, you no. know. And then I was like, no, 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 it's no, no, no it's way too early. But it, it is it is a similar feel. Yeah, I'll agree with that for sure. Because they're, out, they're outside the walls of the White House yeah. and they're dealing with, you know, like a high stakes um, foreign issue the only other thing i mean sam had a there are a lot of good like random lines where sam's like yeah you know because hubris always wins and the greeks taught us that (laughs) you know like there were some funny things with sam toby had a great in the flashback i loved when toby just became disgusted with his own writing that's why not people for ip the mornings Cornell Rooker has an exceptional record as a U.S. attorney, a, a leader in fighting employment discrimination, was college chair of... A, he's tough on crime, he's fair on justice. That's the line, say that. Do not say that. What the hell is that? He's tough on crime, he's fair on justice, sings a song, has a mustache? What is that supposed to... Toby's gone to the zoo. Yeah, I think we may have killed these two guys with inauguration. It was... It's so funny. Of course, CJ says he's gone to the zoo. Yeah, that was really great. There were a lot of, I agree, there were a lot of just, like, stray lines that were great that I liked. Uh, CJ's hair is notable in the flashbacks. And yeah. the idea of President Bartlett losing New Hampshire was kind of notable. Oh, we didn't talk about CJ's, there's 600,000 people praying for her. That wasn't much of a storyline, <laughs> yeah. but it is kind of funny. She's like, Yeah, and then they found out that Sam me. was on the list, too. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty funny. Uh, there wasn't really an SAT word on this one, but there was a word that I've never heard before. Uh, henpecked? Is that a southern thing? I henpecked? Yeah. So Sam was talking about how in one of Bartlett's responses, they had accidentally alienated all of the stay-at-home moms and their husbands who were henpecked. Um, I don't know. I assume it means, like, I don't know. Does that just mean whipped or something? Yeah. Yeah, I would think of it as, like, annoyed or nagged or, you know, like a a henpecked. Yeah. Henpecked. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. So overall, yeah, definitely some things we liked. I liked all of the Team Toby stuff, and I liked the Josh and Donna stuff. There were a lot of good things. It wasn't overwhelming to me, yeah. the episode. 
It didn't Agreed. thrill me, but it was good. I agree. And do we have enough? Do we have an MVP? I think mine's probably Donna, just because of her prank skills, and I thought that was a big win sure. for her after feeling really dumb. Mm. I would like to pose another question, mm. in addition to MVP, is who is, and, and Pam asked this, Pam's getting a lot of shout-outs in this episode, hey Pam, uh, Pam asked who was more Bambi-esque, Josh or Donna? I kind of think Josh, because I feel like I have a higher threshold for Josh, so him being fooled is like, oh, that made it sound like I think Donna's dumb, and that's not true. But I think Donna, I think Donna was in a more vulnerable she has position. More flighty moments. I think that she was excited yeah. about being in the White House and da da da. And Josh, he had been there a couple of days. He should have picked up on it easier. So I think mm. I picked Josh. And Josh is a lot more proud, so I feel like he's a lot more easily wounded and therefore a lot more Bambi esque. <laughs> like Josh is going to feel yeah. worse about it than anybody. Donna would just be like, whatever. It was believable. I trusted a guy. Sorry. Yeah, she walked, Donna walked right into it in a position where she was supposed to be looking to that person to give her right. guidance on things she didn't know. Right. And Josh got, little Abner, he just got distracted. He was off his game. Yeah, Josh was definitely the bigger get of the two. Yeah. I would agree. Yeah. Cool. So, MVP for you? Um, I'm going to go Toby. Yep. Okay. I'm going to give it to Toby. He hasn't had one in a while, sure, I think. Sure, sure. <laughs> hey, the next episode is Game On, and it's our first episode with Will Bailey. Oh, I have mixed feelings, but we'll talk Buckle about up. it. up. <laughs> All right, well, thanks for listening, guys. Send us any thoughts you have uh, to thewestwingpodcast at gmail.com. We're also on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at wingingitpod. Yeah. Yep. Alright. We'll 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 catch you on the flip side. <laughs> Have a lovely day. Bye guys.